oh shit! Nine hundred percent. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I'll Memory. do my no swearing, right? You can swear. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I feel like everyone. I, said, I didn't know like, if there's any like if there's any. I mean, all right, whatever. There we go. Okay. Let's just do it. I'll do my little. I'll do my little pitch, and then we'll go from there. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Don't Cast and Drive. This is Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V. Uh, here with me today is 7th Street Rhythm Section, Danny Gers on bass, and William Bohr on guitar. Woohoo! Clink, <laughs> clink, clink. Um, so, thanks again, guys, for taking the time out of your day. I know you guys are in between gigs right now, and it's really hard to find rhythm section of players course. in the middle of the day, because <laughs> they're usually driving. <laughs> um, so, let's kind of, uh, I mean... The last interview I did with 7th Street members, uh, we just kind of went around and talked about ourselves for a little bit, but since it's just you two, you guys can elaborate for as long as you need to, and I might have to tell you when to like count down, and I'll tell you when to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first, let's, uh, let's start with Will. Can you uh, tell us a little about yourself? About myself? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I play the guitar in the band, but I also play bass basically as a result of Danny directly. I'm just going to do this real quick. Go for it. Like one day Danny was going to quit this, uh, this, project. One, this project, this R&B band, right? And, uh, and he was like, I'm just, oh, man, I'm in too many bands right now. I'm going to jump ship. Do you want to, like, and I j- literally just got in a bass like a week before. Like, yeah, that's right. Like, I, I just met you and found out that you played bass. But I didn't play bass. My friend... <laughs> Like, had a bass in his closet, and he was just like, oh, do you want this? And I'm like, yes. Well, that makes you a bass player, then. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) And then literally a week later, Danny throws me this gig, and all of a sudden, I'm up there, and I I auditioned, and based on my guitar knowledge... I could I played the charts successfully, even though some of them were like some odd. It was like odd time kind of stuff, but I could still read it. Anyway, so it was <laughs> hilarious, and then I was suddenly playing, and that's how I learned to play bass. Was I was just thrust into a band, and they didn't know I didn't actually play bass. So that, that's how it works. Yes, you, you don't tell them what your weaknesses are. <laughs> no, never let anything show. Um, yeah. It's not how you get an interview. Yet. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, so basically me playing bass is directly a result of Danny. And because I played bass in that band, I was able to be seen and play with guitar with other bands. And then eventually I wound up in 7th Street after, I don't know, it was kind of just assumed that... I was gonna the like, band of friends. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's the band of San Jose State <laughs> friends and then West Valley people. <laughs> <laughs> Adjunct West Valley people, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't because I, I remember like I think Brian Shu did the first gig, or and then you didn't have a guitar player, and I was just like, oh, I want to, I want to play in this band. I think it was um, this guy named Jonathan. Like not John, I think it was like Jonathan Wilson or something like that. Hmm. I don't remember his name. What? It was like the first gig at City Lights. I don't remember. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh, the guitar player. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Then I'm making shit in my brain. I'm just making shit up. No, okay. you're fine. <laughs> um. And then Danny, tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a uh, um. Yeah, my name's Danny Gers. I'm the bass player with with Seventh Street. At least whenever I can be. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm from uh, Vallejo, California. And then I moved to San Jose to finish up college. That's how I ended up meeting most of the people in the band and uh, kind of getting into the, the really awesome little music scene here. The, it's a good community. And that's one of the things that I really liked about coming here and being here is it helped me to actually have some success. It was meeting enough people to be able to you know play gigs for fun and then get into music a little more seriously. So, yeah, I kind of I, I love playing and freelancing. I teach a lot locally and do what I can to... I don't know, just keep music, <laughs> keep yeah. a, build a scene. At least what I used to try and do. Now I'm kind of just <laughs> feel a little too static, but I do my best. To yeah, keep Danny. It going. <laughs> static. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard once you have to. You know, you get a bunch of bills to play, pay, and you're not. In, you're not constantly surrounded by your friends in school. Mm-hmm. It's harder to keep the momentum forward. It's easier when you're surrounded by. Uh, musicians all the time. Like, not that I don't see them on the bandstand, but it's different when we're all going from gig to gig. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a little bit. I feel like <laughs> just with the the uh, community here in general, like 
because we all went, most of us went to school together, um, that I run into everybody at a jam session or a gig anyway. Mm. So even we can't, it's not like we're like, hey man, let's uh, hang out on this Wednesday at this time. It's just like, oh, I'll probably see you at this gig. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really nice how we're all like very close um, and we've, it, we were able to kind of establish those bonds, especially going to school. Um, so um, let's see. Let's, so let's talk about some like, just like 7th Street uh, in general. So how did you guys, I mean, I, I know we kind of like brushed over how we knew about 7th Street, uh, but what was the most compelling thing about you guys joining that big band? Oh man, that's, I, 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 I was compelled mostly because uh, Gus Cambites called me and said I need someone to take over being in this band for me. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, it's a band of my friends, and I was, I was like, oh, it'd be, it'd be good, and I, you know, it's, I mostly wanted to try and keep my reading up, and it was nice to be able to do some reading, and then I liked the idea of a band where we were gonna, where the focus was to play more people's original music and arrangements. So I liked that initially it was. I could. I wasn't sure because I wasn't really around to see how what the, what the impetus was. But it seemed like to me, by the time I joined the band, the role, the goal was to, you know, or getting associated with the band is because everyone wanted to play music that either someone in the band had written or we were writing to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I liked that more than just being like, you know, we were going to do a week, you know, just read a bunch of random charts and then pay to play somewhere. It wasn't really what I was into, and I didn't think that was a focus. And besides, yeah, like I said Gus was trying to kind of focus on being daddy. Yep. <laughs> not being, As not Veronica being knows all too well. He wasn't Trey. I needed a babysitter and all this other stuff. So I was like, well, I'll, yeah, I'll play bass, not bass. Yep. Yeah, we'll elaborate there. <laughs> when you put What's... my name there, Gus is a dad. <laughs> uh, Gus is also a uh, local bass player uh, in the area. He also owns or not owns. He runs a big band uh, called 19. Um, and so he used to be part of 7th Street Big Band, but Daddy Duties call. And so um, I somehow I got into the picture of his Daddy Duties because I used to be his babysitter. <laughs> I would hear about you from Gus in class. <laughs> I, just, I mean, those kids were fine. They just needed a little bit of stern like direction. That's all. <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect from old Miles? <laughs> <laughs> Little Miles? Davis, Spirit <laughs> within him. <laughs> so, uh, well, what what was compelling about the Seventh uh, Street Big Band for you? Like, why did you say what? Why? How did you hear about it? And uh, well, I heard about it because most of the everyone I knew was in it, and um, uh, it's more about being in a big band and playing guitar in a big band. Because you're m- most of the time when I'm playing guitar, I'm doing like duo or or like trio quartet kind of stuff, so it's really nice to be a part of a large ensemble where I can kind of uh, experiment and act as part of a greater texture, you know, and, mm-hmm. and play lines, and like Danny was saying, uh, good reading, and then there's also... You see some of your tunes get realized, you know. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that was cool, too. It's like, it's, it's hard to expand. I, at least I enjoyed listening to some of the songs that you wrote that I watched us, like, kind of jam through, kind mm-hmm. of be expanded into something... Uh, and a bit bigger, I don't know, and like sound wise yep. at least. I don't think the the bossa mm. that I wrote would have worked well in many other instances other than as a straight up big band tune because it's kind of, mm. and the, the, like the harmony is kind of uh, like old school in that way. Like if it was if it's going to be scaled down, it would need some rearrangement. But yeah, yeah, and but I wouldn't know about those situations unless I was in a big band. What was the name of that bossa? Uh, Tabula Rasa. Yeah. So, yeah, can't even remember. Um, <laughs> you write so many songs that it's like, okay, I did it. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, I really have to go back and workshop my own songs constantly too. But um, yeah, because now I guess yes, main thing with the big band is now I can understand horns a lot better and more interact with them and speak in their language and know how they interact and I just know more about voicing because I voicing chords because I hear it more mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's. I'm in a big big man because it helps with a lot of stuff. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy that both of you guys are in the big band. I remember when we had our vacancies, <laughs> or like our brief vacancies with guitar and bass, and everyone's like, well, who are we going to have? And first, 
first person, everyone was like, Danny. He lives a mile from here. Yeah. <laughs> just get Danny, guys. Just get Danny. Just get him. Then, just fucking net him from his house. And then I think I remember when everyone was like, oh, get Will. And then they're like, he's not doing shit anyway. I was. Your brother was in the band. I think yeah. your brother was in the band first, right? And he, he probably helped recruit you. Yeah, I, well, I really wasn't doing shit. <laughs> at the time I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no I just remember that wasn't even like a long discussion you're like Danny will and then they're like well what if they say no they're like well we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> and the funny thing too we all had a, we all had it was nice to have like that kind of rapport as players as well like I played with Nicole a fair amount in school and I'd gotten to play with Gabby a couple of times mm-hmm. but it was fun we all just kind of clicked really well as people and I think that helped us to to make a, a good sound and that's that's really important. I don't know. At least for me, and when it comes to playing with the big man too, it's like that was fun. It's like it's nice to play with players that you feel you can um, have an actual genuine connection with, mm-hmm. and less of a less of like, all right, here we are. I'm just gonna you know show up, do my whole thing, go to my next thing, and that's I'm just kind of doing a, you know. Well, it's like academized or whatever. Yeah. It just depends. Um, just some <laughs> confessions I'll make. Yeah, I the things that I like about with you both being in the band is that. I, when I do write, um, I, there's a lot of areas that are still very fuzzy with what what is my understanding of your guys' instruments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so whenever I do write and I come up to you, I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I just don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll either like give a lead sheet to Will. I'm like, please, I just do something to the effect of this. I, I'm sorry not to be more specific, but like I trust you. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with Danny. It's like, hey, I wrote these chords, but they might be wrong. Just do what you feel sounds right, and we'll correct as we go. Or it's like, or do whatever you want here, and then you guys are able to just lock it in and like make what I envisioned better. <laughs> so I really do appreciate that. Um, it's always important to have competent uh, rhythm section players. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, most of the time I generally just play whatever I want with regard to getting <laughs> anyway. So uh, yeah, it was, it was, I feel like part of the creative process of this band is, is definitely like that. I remember. You know, when Juanita was writing, and we were doing do something, and you know, we come to this, we came into the studio, and we more or less had figured out a, a bunch of the so part of the groove. But the funniest thing to me was <laughs> was the fact that I hadn't heard the melody till we got into the studio. So like once we heard, once you started singing, we were all able. I just heard the part I wanted to play, and it kind of became the right part. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the. One of the cool parts about this band, too, is we have a lot of the intuitive nature. We all get to know each other, and then we can actually create something genuine. Mm-hmm. No, it's amazing. Um, so back in February, we kind of stepped over a huge milestone with that band. We released an album um, and mm-hmm. back... Or February of last year, of 2018. Right. Oh, sorry, it's the new year. Right. <laughs> um, but the... October before that, which was October of 2017, we had a recording session. Do you guys want to talk about your feelings or... Oh, we were oh, in, in fantasy? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, we did it, fantasy. Yeah, was, we uh, uh, so balled out of control. That it was, was control. It, felt, it felt nice to actually have enough overhead to be able to afford... Well, at least it seemed to me I wasn't actually in charge of any of the budget stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm mostly speaking from how it felt. <laughs> but it seemed like we had everything we needed to be able to actually go in there and do what we wanted. And not only that, but they gave us a lot of control. I had a lot of fun. I had my own little isolation area, and I had never gotten to be in that particular studio or with something that's such high-quality, like, vintage gear. And it was just a great experience. I think it was a good test for everyone's uh, musicianship as well because mm-hmm. it was a good learning experience having a band full of educators and a lot of part-timers and like students I think it was an awesome experience for all of us not only uh, to see what it sounds like to actually have something recorded in high quality Mm -hmm. but to get to do it with people you care about and like go through that experience over a week-long process In the legendary fantasy studios. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I also yeah. f- found, ironically, I found the actual schedule we had with what we were recording each day. It's in the back mm-hmm. of my folder. I found it when my, it fell, I gave it to you the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> felt, all the parts fell out. I was like, God damn it. It was in the very back. I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. So, I, so we have some memories. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was very, like, like on a, like a high I'm like this is so exciting this is so exciting and I mean we kind of had a couple of like little challenges here and there but it it it's expected because there's like 20 plus like people oh, or yeah. or like you know what 19 20 people yeah. no, no one got being stabbed, like more than that no, there was like minimal fighting which is yeah, 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 yeah. 20 people it's and, like 20 and, dogs and in a room in a small box with each other for you know especially doing something that can be at times uh, rather uh, intense 
Yeah. <laughs> the um, intensity. So, during the recording weekend, I know there's a lot of shenanigans going on in the hotel, but you guys were not really there. You guys were only there for a second. Where did you guys go? <laughs> we were... Uh, I, were we, I think we were drinking in the other room, or did we, or we, or we left. Oh, we stayed at your place. Yeah, we crashed. That's what we, we did. Drank you know, my I, I had, did. And we were out there. Yeah, we ended yeah. up actually going back to Will's house with with Jacob, Jackman, and uh, Scott from the trombone section. And then we all ended up, like, we had a couple drinks, and then ended up passing out, and there was not enough room. So I slept in, like, the hallway between the two rooms. <laughs> no. And I remember Scott was sleeping on the floor, and it was, it was a pretty funny, like, amount, like, like piles or the different ones. <laughs> and I had enough ways. space. And we I had exactly enough, enough space to all fit on the ground. So by the way, those who are listening, Danny is using a lot of like hand motions. Yeah. I wish you guys could see how he's like describing <laughs> his sleeping situation. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit Splayed of a visual yep. demonstration. <laughs> okay, and, and to to note, my apartment is Completely small, absolutely small. It's like like the box. size of a drug running submarine. <laughs> oh my god! Like honestly, it's like not a real submarine. <laughs> that would be generous. <laughs> you got a table and chairs in a submarine. That's anyway, hilarious. continue. <laughs> no, I just want to know because I know there was. I was running around with like a small thing of bullet, and I was like, everyone needs to take a shot yeah, right I'm, now. I'm, everyone needs to take a shot right now. That, if I remember correctly, I think I think that's what happened. I've been well. on the p- oh. the patio. Didn't a bunch of police show up? Not for us, but for something else when we left wasn't there like what don't you remember that oh no there was we didn't a bunch have of police or something i don't maybe <laughs> no I might be mixed okay, up not at all like i don't know we were in now the, we're a bunch of rebels in the marina <laughs> or whatever so you never know what will happen oh yeah. they oh with, remember no. they, were, they were at the telly there was like a, a hotel thing out and there were helicopters first <laughs> there was helicopters when we were leaving i remember because we were leaving because we were kind of buzzed or something and then we're like oh shit they were like and then they were they were taking busy. some guy out of an of one of the buildings <laughs> oh no i don't remember that at all holy shit <laughs> no i remember on the way back from there i we laid had too in the many back of my car yeah i laid in the back of your pickup truck and i just like felt myself yeah you know <laughs> that's why I was like, there, wasn't a, there wasn't enough room to like foot, pit, put everybody in my truck so yeah i was, I was just like, back there ragdolling it up it. yeah and i'm like oh, there's cops around I'm like i'll oh, just lay down don't move i know it was a great time. <laughs> no, I was not going to admit to driving drunk. You know, I had a, I had a drink. You know, I'm not sure what it's driving drunk is. You know, What's, where's the line with this kind of stuff? Like cats out of the brown paper bag. Is it blowing them out? Is that what makes it? Happen? I, don't, I don't think that's what. It's a person. That Anything. It could be a you know but like a physical anyway, you know, uh, impairment on, situation. We, yeah, we had a good old time. Coordination <laughs> test, like and touch then, your nose kind of deal. And I think the best part about it was that Will lived really close to the recording studio, so with my mild hangover, I didn't have to go very far. No, not at all. And then we had a great... Never, just like was that day first, two? Yeah, that was day two. <laughs> yeah, all the partying happened on day two. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. yeah, I, yeah, I think Sunday everyone was like, I want to go home. And Friday we were at field work and chilling. It was a little bit more lucky. Yeah, I remember having... I think we had, I had a gig or something or whatever. Goddamn. Well, life. I've got to book a studio in Berkeley next time so I can go crash in my pad again. Ooh, we should yeah. do... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> No, that was a really good weekend. I appreciated that. Um, and then um, for the album release party, uh, or not, yeah, the album release drop, I thought that was really cool because we sold out at the Art Boutique. That was, yeah, that yep. was awesome. That was I a had, great show. I had people come late, and I and they literally could not get in. They could not fit more people in the room. Mm-hmm. And I just never had that happen at a show before, so I just didn't expect cool. it at all. Yeah, no, that was... I was surprised. Like, I was talking to Dan Vaught. I'm like, what do we do? He goes, we reject people coming in. I'm like, but we can't do that. And he gave me an eye. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is <laughs> your <laughs> domain. Not your domain. It was just overwhelming because I think I was also, like, going back and forth between the merch and then also the stage. Yeah, someone had to do yeah. that. Yeah, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was no problem. It was just more so, like, making sure, like, everyone had access to everything and, like, not something wasn't happening while I was playing. You know what I mean? So, um, no, it was cool. And um, I think I think we probably proved that, like, through doing that, like, we kind of got a step into making sure that we were getting better at being, like, more visible in the scene. Um, I mean, we, we played got, for we the San Oh, we did get an article. We got yeah, a few articles. A couple. I mean, like the the Merck article was the big one, and now all the all the you know the band leadership is all tight with the you know the, the jazz critics. So I mean, like, we're in, we're in for the long run at this point. Yeah. So. No. I, and it looks great on my resume. <laughs> 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 I think musicians right? use CVs, right? 
What? What's the difference? No, That's LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's who you're applying to. I think it's who you're applying to or what the purpose. A CV is like a, like a more specific resume, right? It's like uh, a specific... It's, I'm, I mean, I'm literally kidding when I say resume. Like, I can. Yeah, if, I, I can. I'm, I'm just I saying, like, I can put one. it on my quote unquote <laughs> on my website, which I don't have, which doesn't exist. Uh, or, like, you know, like, be like, oh, I'm in a big band. People are like, oh, he plays jazz. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I prove it to you. <laughs> um, so, I know, since you guys do uh, gig all the time, I know you guys are not bound to 7th Street. Uh, what other projects have you guys been a part of aside from the big band? Well, an obvious start to this is uh, me and Ren's band that Danny is playing with, uh, the Renegades. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're also on a band together with another band. local vocalist named uh, Ren Giesick, who was uh, featured on one of uh, one of several of our concerts. Uh, we, we featured a, we did a local artist showcase, and so um, we've all collaborated together. So oh, we yeah. Have a, yeah. We have a group together that we uh, play around locally doing original, Loud Wills and Ren's original music. So how long have you guys been part of that uh, ensemble with Ren? I it's, oh, it's been like three years. I think I think you and Ren originally started started playing as like a duo. Oh yeah 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 definitely. Then, we our first gig was at a a, a crab restaurant in Los Gatos. Oh and yeah. It, uh, wow. Oh, okay. Little not, not little news. I used to play at that place. Uh, Billy's. Billy's Crab Shack. Yeah, Billy's, yeah, something like and, that, yeah. Uh, and there was, like, and he was, like, oh, you have to play acoustic. We're, like, oh, okay. And we get there, and there's, like, a table of, like, That's right. 30 10-year-olds. <laughs> so that was me and Ren's <laughs> first gig was just, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, and I think I, I, I kind of came in with the band not that long. I think you guys did that, and then she wanted to expand it a little bit more. And I think John... And I all came in at the same time. Nope, nope. It was Hen Dog first. Oh, that's right. We had Michael Henning right, and then oh, that's funny. And then we opened for the other band that was in the Jurassic. Right with at Jack the time. Gage, yeah, indeed. And that was uh, hilarious. And we did a yeah. So that yeah, so that was yeah. That was Halloween twenty fifteen. Was that what it was? 16? Good lord. The like Jurassic, the yeah, Jurassic. That, I think that was singular. fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, there was well, there is a different I'm Halloween show. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there, we played a Halloween show. I think our first was at the Pagoda. Yeah, by the, the Fairmont in San Jose. Fucking Pagoda. And yeah, and that was on a Halloween. Yeah, and I remember playing. I think it was my first time playing. We and played did that, uh, and then we did that Breakbot ADM <coughs> Yours cover, and uh, we've been doing it ever since. Literally yeah. every gig and we've done, we do, we've yeah. done that too. And we've been in the process of re remixing our uh, uh, like a little uh, EP. Like LP or a little demo. We have like a, we have a five song thing that's gonna be out anytime now. It's just uh, we, you know, work on the tracks. We periodically, have had some issues, some uh, issues when it's come to the finding the mixing and people moving and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. we're on the verge of you know doing that. We've yep. been playing around a little it's bit locally, so we're looking forward to 2019. The wall, but yeah, we're yeah, going to 2019. <laughs> Uh, uh, like on, I have I have another project of my own that I do called the Yuppie Liberation Front. Oh yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> which, is uh, which is a couple friends of mine. Uh, my friend Thomas Molina is a trumpet player based out of Vacaville. A local drummer Gabriel Lee and my friend Jake Barrett rocking the keys, and uh, we do. It's more of a collective. We have some other people that sit in, like a. Uh, our friend uh, Ricky and then uh, Joshua Ickbon and and so we have a, it's a good collective of uh, kind of like um, somewhat Christian Scott influenced music, but we do everything. But it's like a lot of like contemporary jazz that I'm really proud of, and we're still working on getting in the studio in 2019. Connection: Tom Molina, mm-hmm. leader of that band. I play with him in a group uh, with Azua, who's a singer songwriter from Vallejo, and she's sick, and I. Played. Yeah. We, we've been do, we've been getting hella bigger gigs like we just did a noise pop thing opening for Do Powero. And what, what's the actual what's the name of the? It's just, just a zoo. Yeah, Azua. yeah, it's just her name. And we do her songs and it's super sick. And uh, yeah, and that and that's and that's sick. And the drummer in that band, Amrit, uh, another connection drummer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, I, I was I was thinking about once you mentioned Tom, I was like, oh, what's we the go nice thing about the scene? Like we we're talking tirade. about, like the, the, the scene around. At least here, it's not as big as this, as like it is in the East Bay or in San Francisco, which I know a lot of people in all those scenes too. But it's a nice little tight knit scene, and people all kind of know each other around here. A lot of the older musicians are 
are more than willing and and love to interact with us. So it's a lot of fun. It's like yeah. I feel like we've got a good little community. And like I said, there's only a couple degrees of separation in the Bay Area. I was gonna say I think that. that's kind of true <laughs> it's not in a six, lot of places. It's like, but it's like two. It's probably, yeah, like two to four. <laughs> yeah, it's a small ass world. I mean, the Bay Area is small enough as it is. It just keeps getting smaller. Like once you know Napa people and Santa Cruz people, you're like, oh Jesus Christ. Okay, it's gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, you can name drop left and right, but I mean. It, it, it's fine. Like, Don't be hard. Everyone's, everyone's friends with everyone. Um, so let's kind of talk about um, do you guys have any challenges or like maybe pushbacks that you guys have ever endured uh, just as your um, just as your line as being a musician? Man, co- constantly. Yeah, there's always, there's always <laughs> setbacks. Let's, let's uh, talk about maybe your more like bigger ones. It's like, you know, some of them were. Uh, a lot of this, the setbacks was just it was like finding time and dealing with the balance of how to actually like pay like all my bills and deal with like my my stuff and actually maintain my level of musicianship because it, it was it was easy. It's, it's always easier when you have the like certain facilities or school when you don't have other things to focus on. I can just kind of like practice a lot and then do A and B and then once it kind of got into the real world, it was you. It was hard to. One of my biggest struggles was getting kind of complacent in the sense that I just was playing and playing and playing and I wasn't really focusing on creating outside of that. It became my off, my not playing time just became like part of the struggle and then I realized I was just struggling from this to that and I, and I, you know, so lately it's been like the struggle for me was to get on, like to get in front of the piano, get in front of something and start doing something and really like pushing, trying to push my te- technique more. So the, the end of last year and the beginning of this year has been a good transition for me to kind of get in my feel like getting my chops uh, hopefully up to a different place for mm-hmm. me. So I've been running into, that's been like struggle since I kind of got out of school, mm-hmm. so personally. <laughs> oh, uh, biggest setback. Um, I don't know, it's uh, it's definitely the guitar-bass uh, balance, because I, I would like do a bunch, like doing a bunch of bass gigs over a weekend and then uh, you have to play on Tuesday suddenly and then your hands just feel like clay and because you've been like mashing down on strings for like nine hours over the course of like four days or something you know bouncing going from one instrument to the other one yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly and so you use and it's just been it's taken a lot of learning and a lot of work to really be able to actually function as well as I want to be able to function and continue to improve on guitar while playing bass, and that's because I want to I want to play the, the best possible guitar solos yeah. for this band, you know. Yeah. And I, I think I think another struggle that both I think you'll probably agree with too, Will, is like the, the, the struggle of dealing with like not getting burned out by venues and the quality of places that like the way they you know don't the way they treat us and like not getting burned out on trying to find places to play and promote your music, especially with Seventh mm. Street. Some of this like you know we're not just gonna get thrown gigs, mm-hmm. you know we're gonna have to go find places, and especially. It's frustrating to run into aspects of like American culture that don't like people just don't care as much about seeing live music. And you meet people that do, and there are people that really care, but, but they're, they're resilient. Just, they're resilient, or they're, or they're just resilient people, and they're just like into like you know like going out and doing that stuff. Whereas like I was playing at the San Pedro Market, like most people couldn't give two fucks. But there was this like this Japanese woman and her husband who actually went to San Jose State. He actually knew Danny Owens, ironically enough. And, um, of course, <laughs> and they were like clapping. Shut up! They were clapping, and they like requested some songs, and she just was ecstatic to see live music. And she was like, "Oh, I don't see near. I haven't seen you as much since we came over on vacation from Japan. I haven't seen as much live music." And I was like, "Well, you know, goddamn it, there should be more, but it's it's hard. Like we have a little scene here that tries to keep it alive and keep it alive for each other. But without that, I don't think it would really be very functional. Like you know, I I, I don't think you can really do it on your own." You know, out here, and it's. I think that is a one of my constant struggles. <laughs> so, what do you think the argument would be for if to kind of promote the importance of like live music? What do you? It's, what are some good you know, pointers that you I, can I just, front some friends? I mean, I'm just so happy that a lot of our band is music educators. So it's like the fact that they're dealing with the youth and getting people to understand and feel like there's this importance. I think implicitly. And the idea that our culture isn't just about the material nature of music; it's be more about the fact that part of culture is just having music around you 
like enjoying the sounds, not just having it be some form of commodity. Everyone always sees it, and it's hard not to see it as just a commodity because we're entertainers and historically the way that the system works. But I would like to just see it more as people just genuinely wanting it to see it as like feel like it's important to them and their their cultural identity. You know, whatever that is. As, as Americans, it's hard to say you have a cultural identity if you've been here too long because <laughs> of a capitalist identity. Yeah, like Danny, so. tell me if you agree with this. So, like, <laughs> what percentage of your students would you say? Like their parents are encouraging them to do music purely as a result of them, like, or like, especially young kids, like parents will always take their, their kids to music lessons. I mean, of course, but it's all about improving uh, brain function to do, to go and do STEM, like science, uh, t- uh, yeah, math, science, math, yeah, stuff like and that. And so it's just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're I just, I think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lucky and I'd say probably like out of the like nine students that I like regularly teach I'd say like one of them is is, a, is an adult so she just genuinely wants to play and likes playing and wants to get better so oh. I'd say like maybe three out of my nine students actually really enjoy it the rest of them are probably just going through doing it because they're supposed to exactly like it looks good on their report card it helps them get into some school thing or they just are like going through the motions but I have at least three people that I think will genuinely always appreciate music whether or not they play yeah. I, I think it's a very low percentage for a lot of Americans, like, I don't yeah. know. I personally haven't been to enough other places to say, but I can see it around. It's definitely the, the Silicon Valley effect, though. Like, it's, there's, it's, there's, uh, there's, yeah, that's definitely true. I, I, it might just be part of the Bay Area because of the expansion of a lot of this this money. Tech, but you know, quote, I'm not sure. Culture. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, so, I think what I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about is like I noticed that when either if you're getting booked for a live gig or if you are being um, you know, just like courtesy things to remember for like musicians, right? And since you guys do gig a lot and you guys do <laughs> require a lot of equipment, um, I know everyone that I talk to who is not a uh, instrumentalist, they're like, oh, I'd love to have a drummer or I'd love to have a bass player. That'd be so dope and so easy. I'm like, it's not that easy. <laughs> so what are some what are some like points of advice that you want to give to someone before like they were to book you, right? Like Yeah, it's the, 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 for some understanding. Oh, <laughs> what what do you think? Well, okay, why well, tell people remember that what you're basically paying me to do most of the time is you're paying me to travel. So you have to remember that everything you're paying me to do is to get into my car, to deal with how I have to, how long does it take me to get there, where I'm going and to carry where you're coming from where I'm coming from and carrying my human the time of day that you're having to do that yeah so it's like it's like, it's like just consider that you're mostly paying me for my for my physical time to go there I love making music I love being able to share that with people I think most people that call me figure out really quickly that maybe the same is true with, with Will I think the same is true with Will is, is that like you know I'm down if I show up I'm down to make and create something with you but really you gotta understand that if I'm gonna show up it's not just because I'm like oh yeah you're like okay I've got this gig and you know, I'm just kind of love to have a bass player. So if you can drive like an hour and a half out of your way, and you know, I'll buy you a couple beers. I'm like, no, like, like <laughs> no, would you would you would you ask the plumber to come over because you'll make him dinner and fix your toilet? No, you wouldn't ask the plumber to do that. It sounds You'd like a bad freaking pay him because he has to go. He's to get up, drive over there, pull his pants up so you don't see his butt crack, and do all this other <laughs> crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you want me to show up and wear a suit, you got to pay me to drive there and, and put on a suit. In the monkey know. suit, yeah. So that's, that's the most important thing is to realize that you're asking me to like give you a chunk of my day or restructure my day to help you, so or to do something with you. So I think it's important that that that's that's the most three. That's the most important thing. Yeah, like people don't <laughs> magically appear, please. Yeah, people don't just realize that like, oh yeah, it's, it's like three o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, well, did you have to restructure like your entire day just to make it to this event? I'm like, yeah, I did. Because I wanted to do this, or because you're gonna, you know, blank and blank, or so it's like it can be kind of a, a, a hassle. <laughs> but, what about you, Will? Uh, just things to consider. I, I think people are too concerned with what actually is going to be played. Like, oh, do you play this genre? Or do you play that genre? Like, ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time, people want something completely different than what they asked for. And so people That's should yeah. stop being so goddamn picky. Yeah, especially yeah. Like yeah, if you're hired for some kind of any number like of Like you're not picking a Pandora station, you're literally picking people to come and and just like create yeah. art out of thin air. Like yeah. it's it's not like 
you know, like you're you're getting what you want, regardless of yeah. like you're gonna you're paying for the you're gonna get quality. Like you can get a sample of it, but it's like we're not just a straight up Pandora. You can yeah. just like, be like, well, we really need like Drake now. I'm like, yeah, it's you I don't have a need guitar that. and an acoustic bass. We can't really go there, or it's like you know, it's like, like we'll play some lively shit, whatever. Just like yeah, yeah let us know what you want to do. No more artistic <laughs> freedom, I guess. I mean, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that, that's basically, like, <laughs> people are so concerned with what is jazz or what isn't jazz or what is, what is appropriate for a jazz situation or, or even, like, don't even talk about jazz, just... When it comes to hiring us, we have the discretion to know yeah. exactly what you're going to want out of the situation once I can read the room. And I love to play know. jazz, so I really will play jazz if it's just two people. And if it's a low volume kind of thing, I would love to do that. If it's a high volume thing, still going to play jazz. <laughs> you yeah. know, because jazz is great. <laughs> but that's not the goal. Um, I think, if you guys don't mind adding this in, uh, I know I asked yeah. you this question, but I think it's also really important for those who are contracting you to remember that they're literally paying for like years and years of like your expertise. Exactly. And so That's like sweet. if someone comes at you with like a, God forbid this happens in this area, but with a $25 gig that takes like three hours, yeah. Like that's just I feel like that's rude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's just it's like like like, kind of like wine bar. It's like you know, wine they're paying like the hours of time you've spent to be able to play things, like to be able to create. You know, especially us be able to improvise and create like um, like. Nice melodies are kind of out of our, kind of the ether of our of our minds and feelings, and like the discipline that you put in standing there is not like it's hard to equate that. Like you can trust our judgment for doing it. You know, it's like I spent that much time to be able to read and to know how to play in a situation. And like a lot of times, people don't consider that they like they just hire you because they think and then they think you're just some kind of like you know point and play kind of like, like, a DJ. like a monkey or something i don't know they just don't know what to the way they the way they treat you is just kind of silly i'm like no, you, they have no that. faith that you know what you're doing mm -hmm. yet you hired me to come here <laughs> and i have and i you know and i didn't i guess i didn't always have to tell them i have a college degree in music but i guess it doesn't really matter no, I, I think when you guys play, it shows like what your expertise is, yeah, regardless I, I, of the degree. I really think that's yeah. what it really comes down to. Is the moment we start playing, that should really tell you everything. I mean, my favorite uh, story that I was get told is like a guy calls up an, an artist and he's like, "Oh, make me a logo for my company. I want it to be like a rabbit." And the artist's like, "Okay, cool." Like, and then come back and, and on Friday. And so the the company owner comes in on Friday, and the and he sits down. And he's like, "Oh, where's my logo?" And the artist goes, "Oh, it's right here." And he just sketches it in like two seconds and passes it over and and the company owner's like what the, you just made that right now why am i paying you this much money if you could just do it like that and the artist is like you're not paying for that and he points to the piece of paper you're paying for that and he points to the trash can full of crumpled up uh prior versions of the logo mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. i mean yeah. it's it's much easier to talk about if it's on a physical art perspective mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let's switch it up from being a pessimist. Let's talk about some highlights. Oh, it's horrid. Oh, it's let's very talk about horrid. some highlights. I know. <laughs> um, so, what are some of your favorite things with gigging? I mean, I know you talked about like just creating music and making sure that you're applying like all the energy that you've like and all of your creativity towards what you're building as a musician in the moment. Um, so, what are some of your favorite shows or like kind of what? you feel as your like your personal breaking points. My favorite uh it kind of depends like I, I my favorite thing about playing all the time is 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 just getting the, the different people I play with a lot of times it's okay. like at first it was it was the fact that I was meeting all these different people and like making all these new acquaintances that I hadn't met like most of them you know a lot of times they're not like your like deepest friends but a lot of times I've made really good connections with people and the, my favorite thing is kind of check in and you meet people and, and each individual has a character and you kind of get that from gig to gig so it's like, uh, like this past week, I had uh, I had the, the pleasure of getting to play with a bunch of different guitar players. So like on, I think it was a Tuesday, I played with uh, Scott Sorkin and uh, this trumpet player named Dave Rocha. And then later that night, I played with Mason Rosavi and the trio. And then the day after, I got to play with Rick Vanderveer. So it's like, and, and it's like so they're all just they're all just <laughs> very guitar players. They're mostly like you know like trio situations, which are all kind of the same, you know. There's guitar, there's bass, and there's drums, but each person is so different. Like, even though we played some of the same songs, it was like, it's just so much fun to get to have that dialogue. I love the dialogue with people. Yeah. And that's why I like to, that's what keeps me kind of going with it. 
No. Yeah, that's that's very very true. Um, what is like a high point or high point favorite point? What keeps you going? Oh no! I have to. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the on the gig. I don't know. I just like to see people dancing and like having an interaction with the moment, like. Because so much of the time, what I see is, like, people on phones and whatnot. Also, when you see, like, I, I feel like I'm out at, I like, playing a lot of gigs at bars and whatnot, I can see, I can spot a Tinder date from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> like, and make him fun of that. Completely honest. So, and I can tell how it's going. Well, I've seen you, you know? I've seen you get really ecstatic when we've played new songs, like, at, at gigs. Like, when we debut something and we realize it and it actually, like, sounds good and then we get a genuine reaction. Oh yeah, like, exactly. We've had that in like casuals. I know, like I know personally, like at other times, like sometimes it's really fun to play concerts. Whether it's for like I play a lot of old folks' homes sometimes, and like and I don't care That's how kind of I don't care how like you know gray haired or if they can actually remember jack shit, but they really love it, and it's like a nice experience to play, and people really enjoy it. Whether it's for an hour or if it's for like because a lot of times you know I don't care. Young people they just want to stare at their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like people my age, you know, they, they don't give a fuck. They're on a Tinder date or they're waiting for their Tinder date. It's nice to kind of play a concert sometimes, or like, you know, things we do with 7th Street, like those sold out shows, like actually getting to see our album played, and even though it's stressful, it's a lot of fun. Like, like it, I really, I love the, I love the butterflies, because for me, they kind of motivate me to want to do more. You're like, oh, that's and life. that's what drives oh, me. That's you know? what that feels like again. But yeah, I, I, I just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of like the Grinch scene where he's like, "Are these feelings?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. After after so many like, well, that's true. Games. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's just, you know, <laughs> where it's not. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butterflies, are, and I'll like. I've definitely done a lot of uh, like. I play. I play with my homie Eli Goldlink from the East oh, Bay cool. at, at a lot of Alzheimer's centers, and it's a little That's thing awesome. called the Astronauts. Well, he'll just he has like three weekly, like Alzheimer's center appointments where he just goes and plays piano for people, and he's always like, "Oh, hey, come come jam with me." And so I jam with him like a, more than a handful of times, like a lot, and it was just like a really great experience because people were like, even like, and they would just like react so emotionally that they would like go somewhere else and like. Yeah. And, and it would like and yeah yeah just yeah there's, there's, I, I yeah I played at the there's one of them off of um by a, off of Bascom Avenue there's a clinic for that with Alzheimer's patients like my grandfather su- suffered from Alzheimer's and it was uh, yeah it's it's really cool to just to watch people you know they get they get all these strong feelings that they can feel they're still people whether or not they have control over all of that is different mm-hmm. but I really just appreciate seeing the genuine how genuine it is for them like the, the things they experience are extremely yeah. genuine they can't hide it. So it's like at least most of the time. So I think it's really cool. And like, uh, like he'll play a song, and then some some lady will be like, "My husband loved that song," and then she'll just like get stuck on her husband, be- and then she will play more, and she'll be like, "My husband loved that song too," and you're just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> but it's very. I mean, it, that's not complaining, and I'm no, not complaining cool. that she's she's not heckling cool. me. She's just having such a strong connection, and that's like, yeah. and it's like, and that's hard to handle. Like I, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's like nice. how yeah. many people get to have that experience of like truly just yeah. like. Uh, and then you can't you can't screw up the song still. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you gotta be like, goddamn, I gotta gotta remember this. <laughs> and, and it motivates you to do a good job. And the people that you're playing with, and they're if they're they, like they're good, and you're playing mm-hmm. with them, it's a good time. So it's the depth. I mean, you can play jazz standards and be completely asinine and like not give a shit and play some out stuff, or you can like try and play some stuff that you're gonna like and that other people are gonna like yeah mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. and you can play some out stuff but if you're enjoying it they'll like it too mm-hmm. like people are willing to go there with you it's the energy yes it's all about the energy yes. okay uh, we're gonna go into the next part of this um, of this interview I usually like we could either play a game or actually I kinda wanna do both <laughs> we'll play this game uh, later which is uh, would you rather <laughs> <laughs> and I did it with the other uh, sections from Seven Street Big Band. Uh, and then also, I kind of want to talk about, um, it's a little bit of a left turn, but are there any like little nerdy things that you guys are into? So, like video games? I play or... a lot of Fallout 4. And, like, other vi- <laughs> I, love, I love playing Fallout. Oh, um, I like Tom Clancy novels. Not that I'm not conservative. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not conservative, guys. It's fine. I'm really nerd out on like military based conspiracy things involving the government. That's kind of. Did you play Call of Duty? I did. I I also, yeah, I like like clear and present danger with Harrison Ford. (laughs) Okay, uh, mister, I fell asleep during Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, it's true. I I watched it. What is it? Uh, I'm I'm into making drinks, amateur mixology. I kind of nerd out with that. And I think I make better chili than everyone else in the band. Ooh, chili competition coming. Ooh. Wait, you didn't even make chili. <laughs> no, I will time. now. I will, and it'll be bomb as shit. So anyway. No, that, I would like to redo that because I've been talking to Gabby about that. Like, we need to yeah. reintroduce I mean, the chili cook-off. Free food is yeah. a good ass time for the me. The chili con contest. <laughs> that, I don't believe that's been said before. <laughs> no, it probably doesn't make any sense anymore. No, it completely makes but sense. Okay, so yeah. Danny Gers came out with a challenge. Gabby, I know you'll probably listen to this, and you're going to get defensive. And you know who's even going to get more defensive is going to be Nicole. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, but I, I, I firmly yes. stand behind my challenge. I think I make great chili, and I think I'll win. But, you know, we'll leave it, we'll leave it to the judges. We need a panel or something. Or, <laughs> I will be on that panel. I will. I will make this sacrifice. Yeah. So. <sighs> what about you? Will? Okay, nerdy yeah. stuff. I mean, what don't I get down with? Like, I read, I read the Full Metal Alchemist manga and watched. You watch both. anime? Oh yeah, hell I didn't anime. know that. <laughs> I didn't know you well, anime. I watched hell oh anime. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to be really into Gundam. Gundam used to be my. Gundam school. No. I mean, Gundam but Gundam is like, but I'm t- like, I like, I watched some anime. You know, like I. What do you, well, you want? Sit down. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, like. Are you like Crunchyroll? Are you Funimation? Are whatever you, I whatever. Are you into that weird hentai shit? <laughs> Only on Saturdays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Like I watched a lot of. Oh man, like um, one of the ones like you ever heard of Cromarty High School? No. Oh my god! It's like okay. the dankest fucking. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like, okay, okay. It's like, it's just an anime about people, like a reformatory, like boys high school. But one of the characters is literally Freddie Mercury. Like he's running around in like a tank top and the red suspenders mm-hmm. 100% of the time. <laughs> and like, and, and it's just, Freddie. <laughs> and it's just so, it's just so funny. Like I, exactly. Like I'm just going to, I'm just going to name drop that right now. Cause it's, it's so, it's so golden. And like, where can um, people find that? Just, I don't know, just like look it up on YouTube and watch a couple of clips and you'll understand. And then you'll go and <laughs> understand it various other ways. Um, like, I, I don't know, like I've always just been down. I worked at a Japanese restaurant for a year uh, through my boy Wolf, whose mom worked there. And like, I got a taste of the Japanese work culture. So like, I, I don't know, like I, I understand it. My boss's name was Yoshi and he was like three years before retirement. And he was just like, He'll, and he was like, he would pretend to be stern like the whole all the time, but then he would always make like little jokes and shit, <laughs> in in like in like in like pretty okay English, you know. It was in, so it was like such in, in like there was a whole respect culture thing, and like it, it was it was just like it was really interesting. I I got to experience that. Yeah. So I'm a Hellenerd. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with all that. Oh, shit. Yeah, we both it. collect vinyl. Oh yeah. I mean, oh hell yeah. Vinyl. That's that's. I don't know I'll drop like thirty dollars. Like, oh shit! I left those records in my truck. I should go. Get exactly. That. Exactly. <laughs> Like it'll be it'll be bad. I, yeah, like, I found I'm, a really good record store in Santa Rosa. Which, ooh. But we'll talk about this not during the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are very multidimensional. <laughs> it's not just music. Yeah, you didn't know I watched anime. I had like, really? no fucking clue, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm like the I, well, I think I'm yeah. the biggest anime head. But <laughs> I read, I read, yeah. I read but I didn't know about the one that you just mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah I there's, like. There's like a jazz anime thing where it's like this kid who plays all this Bill Evans stuff or something. You oh, know what I'm talking about? I watched that uh, not that long ago. I used to be. I watched a couple. It's like Kids on the Slope. Yeah, kid, Yeah, something like that. I think that's what it was. I know it's cool. I watched. I was, yeah. I watched some of that. I was like, ah, it's, no, no, no. Yeah, it's really like 19. Also, I'm like a I'm like a history nerd. Also, like hella history nerd. Like mad. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. And lots of other stuff, nerd. Like, I like I, I get done with everything. Like, I do, like... So, well, Vietnam War. Yeah, what you want to know? What you want to know? The Gulf of Tonkin? What you want to know? Hamburger Hill or something? No. no. More anyway. I'm going to be Johnson. Laos. Talking. <laughs> okay. Right, let's go with Would You Rather. <laughs> yeah, let's What's the game, game you'd like to play? Let's, let's. Okay. Um, so, Danny, here's your question. And Will, you can't answer. Okay. Uh-huh. 
would you would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Shout. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't whisper really okay. at all. <laughs> Even if I try. <laughs> okay, and then would well, would you rather have a? Oh God, that's a stupid question. I don't like that one. I'm gonna keep moving through. Sorry, there's there's like a okay. Well, would you rather lose all your teeth or all your hair? All my fucking hair? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I like eating stuff. I don't want to have no false teeth. That's whack. <laughs> You already like you. You're in classic hat anyway. So yeah, I know. Well I'm, I'm prepped. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. in a band called Classic Hat. It's <laughs> great. We got an EP out. Playing at the Ivy Room <laughs> end of the month. We just booked. Hashtag shameless promotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets promoted on this uh, podcast. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Also Lafayette. I'm probably gonna jam with them after this. Uh, we got out on Spotify. Good time. Oh yeah, Maloki indie rock session bassist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more of one of your secrets. Yeah, I'll also one of my indie rock. It's like I play I, indie rock, but you would never know yeah. by listening to anything that I sometimes. say. Exactly, I play country I music like, too. Who thought that would happen? Professionally, country music. <laughs> <laughs> I jammed, I jammed <laughs> anyway, anyway. cello and bluegrass jams. Come at me. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually that was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shout out Noah Danny, yes. would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Famous villain. <laughs> I thought Lord Zed from Power Rangers was dope. <laughs> or like gold. Or all those Wait, g- Lord Zed is the guy with the He was like, the guy who had no skin yeah. and, like, and like the metal thing or like Goldar or like any of the other or like, what's it? I always thought villain, super villains were cooler. Well, superheroes what does famous nice mean? Thing. Like famous meaning what? Like what does that get you? Are you gonna? Are you famous so you get arrested? Like, famous dot dot no dot. Sense. Just it means leave like, it to your You'll never stop me, and he gets to run away and poof yeah. into the dust. Awful. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. I'd rather be infamous and then like, you know. about, like what's like Galacticus or whatever. Like, he can eat planets or something like that. From yeah, Silver Surfer. That's dope. I want to well, be that. How does that? I, I mean, fame, like, fame implies the existence of a planet to be famous on. So it's kind of well, fucking. You're famous because if they see you coming, you're either gonna die and you're gonna eat them. I mean, great. You probably have different goals, you know, as a planet-eating entity. entity. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of question is that? Hey, I'd rather be a loud supervillain. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather be a loud and not a superhero. <laughs> All right, ready, Will? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be an extra in a really good movie or have a big part in a really bad movie? <laughs> extra in a good movie. Oh, damn. I have integrity, <laughs> goddammit. I would love to see He just likes t- to be hidden. See you in a lead in a terrible yeah, I'm, movie. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm a side man. I'm, I'm a sad man. I, like, I write songs for that's, myself, that's but I don't sing that shit because I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out there. Okay. Uh, Danny, would you rather have a unibrow or a full back of hair? Oh fuck! I'd rather have hair. I don't want a unibrow. Wait, wait. What was it? Wait, what was? Yeah. So, would you rather have a unibrow or a full back? Oh god! Hair. Oh, I'll take the one eye. I'll have the one eyebrow. I'll I'll fuck it. I don't. All right, Cyclops. Let's go. I don't want to feel like you don't see the hairy back until later, and by then it's too late. Yeah, I don't want to feel like a teddy bear. What if you do? What if it's like a built-in sweater? Anyway. You're not thinking, Danny. Imagine going to the gym. Just <laughs> like, just feeling, like, feeling like it like slide up and... Like, Who would want to get in the pool like, after you? It's like, like <laughs> smuggling sponges. <laughs> Come on. And, and we'll just, and that's, anyway, it's like, fuck, grossest hot tub ever. <laughs> Jesus. Do you think you, you have, have to, to condition dry? it? Like, a little bit. I mean, yeah, like you have put like, conditioner on it. On, like, on your scrub Honey, brush? could you, you just... condition my back? <laughs> Anyway, oh my lord! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh, would you have? Would you rather have lots of energy or have lots of money? I have lots of energy. I'll take lots of money. (laughs) (laughs) Nice plot twist. Um, If I had lots of money, I could just get up and do whatever the fuck I wanted. (laughs) I could use the energy. Right. Just being in my broke ass apartment. Mom, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, well, I'm gonna go jet ski. <laughs> so the last one. This is for both of you guys. Would you rather always say what you are thinking or never say anything again? Uh, they say silence is golden. 
know, but I, 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 I mean, I basically always said I'm thinking anyway. Yes, take one for the team, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go with that one. I think that final answer. I said, well, I'm like 90% of the way to the second option, so I might as well just do that anyway. I don't think that's true. I think you'd probably just talk anyway. Always say what you're thinking, because then... What do you think the consequences would be if you start talking? Consequences, you have to be honest and accountable. I mean, if people know, then they're thinking. just... I mean, if people know and you're just like, hey, I just uncontrollably say what I'm thinking 100% of the time, I'm really sorry. Like, hey, this... this you're fucking is, stupid. And it's like yeah, you're, you're a little dumb. You, you have Asperger's. But yeah, I got Asperger's, so I just yeah. go, you're a fucking idiot. I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I got the cron, bro. Yeah, got, you know, <laughs> chronic blurt like, shit out of... It would make you a really easy date. You know, <laughs> I'd be like, they know you're exactly. attractive. You know, you know, they ask me questions. We're like, yep. Uh, yeah. they, they ask, you ask them a question, their answer, you're unattractive. See, and if they're down, they're down. It's like, and then it's a done deal. Marry that so, shit. I, yeah. Well, there we go. Life it out. Live it up. Life it out. All right. Now we're getting to the closing parts of the, the, the interview. Uh, what are some future shows that are coming up? Anything after the 14th would be good. Mm-hmm. Danny, you want you want to take this one first? <laughs> sure, yeah. If, if you want to see me play music, the upcoming things, um, I'll be playing uh, again with uh, Sutton Marley and Rick Vanavir next Wednesday at the San Pedro Market. That'll be this January sixteenth. Um, I get. Uh, I will also be playing with uh, Ren Gisick doing um, her uh, her her music at Cafe Stritch the following night, next Thursday, the seventeenth. Um, my group, the Yuppie Liberation Front, will be playing a Presbyterian crab feed on the 25th, <laughs> which tickets are still available. All you Presbyterians strong. out there. Uh, that's going to be, a, I think it's a Fairfield. Where, who, dude, I'm going to come out to that. <laughs> Wait, Presbyterian? This is a Presbyterian church. Not Pescatarian church. No, no I think Presbyterian. Yeah, not Pescatarian. No, no, they're not. They don't like um, but that's, and then we're also playing, you can find us at San Jose State. We're going to be playing a lunch concert. Uh, on uh, January 30th. Uh, that's not going to be in the music building. I think it's in the um, the event center. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I'll be, I play with another group called the Alpha Rhythm Kings. And we're, but that's going to be, an, I'm going to be on a tour in LA on the 1st and 2nd of February. So, yeah, that's, you can find me yeah. around. Look Danny Gers up on Facebook uh, or Instagram at Danny Gers. I don't have a website or a mailing list yet, but I was gonna that's say, things to come in 2019. You so. need a website. So. We all need <laughs> or at websites. Least like a, a website that's just like a scrolly thing, like find me here. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you're, just if you're into text. website development or things like that, please contact me via any of those things I just mentioned. So I'd love some help. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Will, what about you? Oh, Lord. Okay, so um, 18th of January, playing at Quarter Note in Sunnyvale with World, Magic Blues Band, Ooh. Drunk Monk. Uh, following week, 22nd, five points, Amy DeBalas, Tuesday. Uh, and then, where? Where was oh, wait, wait. Amy DeBalas? At five points. <laughs> oh, five oh, points, okay. Tuesday the 22nd, Amy DeBalas, <laughs> five points. Wednesday the 23rd, Boom Boom Room, playing Motown covers? Thursday the 24th. I'm back at Ivy Room with Classic Hat. I Where's the Ivy Room? In Albany. Oh, cool. I'm, I played there last night with uh, Nicole, incidentally, and Helen for the Ladies of the Keyboard oh, cool. thing. And then on the 26th, I have a house show with uh, Classic Hat in San Jose. DM for address. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then his DMs, y'all. Tw- yeah, slide, just slide on there. 29th Revolution Cafe with uh, Slappers Only, which is the, in trio form, me, Andre, Mateo, and Madison playing, uh, you know, various covers. And then, yeah, I'm not back, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I gotta figure this out. I'm not back in the Ivy Room on the 30th. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> 31st, like yeah, I got a lot of stuff. Check well out. I think, I think at that point, like, if, everyone, if there's one dedicated person that goes to every single show, I think they'll find a way to stalk you on social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how, do, how can everyone find you on social media? Will. Our names, Will. Mine is at William Johnston Bohr. And if you type in Will Johnston Bohr, nothing will come up because that's wrong. Let's so get Will- it right. It's William. <laughs> I say it every time. <laughs> People just take it upon themselves to look at the wrong to name. Truncate. Where can they find you on Instagram? Oh, that's uh, it. Uh, at 
William Johnson. Oh, every, everything's like that. Everything. Okay. No, I mean, okay. I mean, at Classic Hat Band, at the Renegades underscore band. Yeah, at, uh, you can go to at UFU Liberation Front. You can go to, uh, you can look us up online. We have a website as well. That's my band that probably is the most PR accessible thing. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about accessibility. So. Yeah. Plot twist, they don't know I'm going to link all of these things in the description. So, so well, if you link us, <laughs> fucking I'll, I'll better. create a huge <laughs> string of hashtags to find all of the various things. So Yes. Thank you again. This has been yes. a lot of fun. Thank you. So, last closing notes. Uh, first off, before I close off, hey, uh, Randall, do you want to say hi real quick? Sup, y'all? So, Randall also does a podcast. He just walked into the room, so I just wanted to acknowledge his it's presence. It's green track pants. Nice green track pants. Nice green track pants. These do are... a phenomenal job of showing off my junk. <laughs> these are my nice track uh, pants. These are my nice... Oh, shit. My codpiece track pants. <laughs> Is that a band name? Like I, it should be. I feel I'm like sure. David Bowie and Labyrinth in these things, man. Like, have you but seen at the my gym. Have you seen my junk? All right. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, thanks again for joining us today on. Can Dark I shout Cast. my credentials real quick? Oh yeah, since I please. do have a podcast. Yeah, my podcast oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. My podcast is called Pink Elephants, and you can find it at www.100proofpink.blogspot.com, and that's the number one hundred, not the word. That's it. <laughs> Awesome. As Randall does uh, live at the place that I'm hosting this, as well as Danny. So, again, I want to thank both of you guys for allowing me to use your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, this is Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V with Docast and Drive. Viron. Viron. <laughs> and uh, we will, uh, I don't know, wish you guys a good day. Take okay. care. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.